Welcome back to the Wind Daily Podcast. Here we are again and uh, with a mix of day and night games for June 12, 2019. I am Scott Engel. I am the king. I am fantasy here with our DFS Pro CEO and founder, uh, Jason Mizrahi. And Jason, we got a lot to cover today. Uh, small, day, small day slate, which we'll get to. And uh, and uh, yeah, then we got a, certainly got enough amount of night games. Uh, so let's start in the daytime because, uh, you know, if you're going to play a full slate or you want to play that day slate, we're going off at 12, 10 p.m. Eastern with Oakland against Tampa Bay. Uh, Brett Anderson on the hill. Uh, start somebody you want to attack? Um, like I keep on saying to everybody um, who keeps avoiding these Tampa bats, they, they didn't do much on, on Tuesday night. But going into Wednesday, it's a day game. I, I can see in the early slate. You might want to attack some of these Tampa bats from the right side of Fam or, you know, Garcia. But we're looking at a game in cores that I think will be a better spot to get your batters from. And then you also got this Texas-Boston matchup. You know, put up some points on Tuesday night. So I'm going to, for the most part, stay away from here. Stay away here. I'm not really going to attack this game too much. But I, I can see grabbing some bats from Tampa. Not really, you know, looking to attack Oakland too much here. But, you know, we don't really know what kind of Torinos or, you know, what type of game we're looking at from a, from a pitching standpoint for Tampa. I'm not really playing this early slate. It's, it's a two-game slate on FanDuel. It's a mixed slate on DraftKings. I think you save your money and you focus on the late slates. You know, take a day off. It's always good to take a day off, especially if the slate is only a two-game slate on FanDuel. I'm, I'm hitting the avoid button. And, Scott, to be totally honest with you, I think everybody else should, too. So if you want to skip directly to this late slate, that's the real slate tomorrow, you know, Wednesday night. So I'm down with just skipping this early slate, not really getting involved in this early slate. It's a two-game slate, not much to do. So what's your call on it? Can we, can we avoid this whole slate, take a day off, and just focus on that night slate? No, because we're a full-service operation. I realize you're the CEO, but if people – look, I understand you don't want to play the day slate, but if people do, they they want to know what to do. So I will say, you know, that uh, Tampa Bay's facing a lefty and Austin Meadows hitting 333 with 12 home runs and th- and 38 RBIs. It's absolutely killing lefties. Uh, Brandon Lau has 14 home runs and 43 RBIs versus lefties. And G-Man Choi – uh, has 25 RBIs and 22 walks against lefties. So maybe we'll zip through these quick. But, uh, you know, there are there are some uh, people out there that want to play these games. Uh, you know, you have Chicago and Colorado. Uh, Cole Hamels is not somebody you attack, but I think Antonio Centizel is somebody you certainly can with. You got Kyle Swarbert, 5,000. Uh, 5, Anthony Rizzo, you have to spend up for five five fifty six hundred. Jason Hayward is uh, forty five hundred, so you know maybe a few few uh, if you're gonna do the the afternoon slate, uh, how about a few Cub bats? Yeah, if you go with the afternoon slate, I'll make one suggestion here. I suggest you play on DraftKings and not FanDuel. FanDuel has a split slate; they only have two games on one slate. They're not having a full slate. They're trying to be a little bit different. I don't really see myself playing a two game slate, but if you want to play the, the slate, you play the four game slate. You play them on DraftKings. And you attack, um, you attack with Chicago bats. You 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 grab all the lefties you can possibly grab. Um, Sensatella has been okay, but we're pitching in cores now. 
He's had a couple games on the road. I still think Hamels, you know, going against Arenado, Story, Desmond, you can grab some bats there as well. So I, I would take all the, the bats from this game. I would avoid the pitchers. You know, I can I can see a couple people since it's a short slate attacking with Hamels, but I'm going to stay away. He's been good all year, but I don't trust pitchers and cores. I don't care, you know, how good they are. And I don't think Hamels is that elite talent that you got to fade. So Arenado's story, definitely in play for me. Desmond, uh, I have no problem playing him at a discount as well. I'm going to avoid both pitchers here. And I think we have to get pitchers in the other two games that are that are, you know, slating out. Yeah, Lance Lynn is going against Rick Porcello. Uh, no pitch I would recommend there, but maybe you want to throw a few Red Sox bats in as well. Andrew Benatendi is down to four thousand dollars on DraftKings. You got Rafael Devers at four uh, at uh, forty one hundred. Jackie Bradley can be a punt too at forty eight hundred. Yeah, the way I'm looking at 2800, it. Twenty eight hundred. Sorry. Yeah, the way I'm looking at it is I can't pitch Sensatella. I really don't want to pitch Brett Anderson. I don't want to really pitch Cole Hamels. Now I got to pick two guys between Porcello, Lynn, Plesak, and Discalfani. You probably got to take a shot at either Lynn or Porcello. Um, they both probably have the, the best K rates on the slate outside of Cole Hamels and Coors. So I think you 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 try to take a you know, roll of the dice. You have to pick one of these guys. So I think maybe you, you pair Plesak with Lynn or maybe take a chance on De Scalfani with Lynn or Porcello. I think that the slate is is based around four pitchers and roll the dice and you know hopefully you land on the right one. But grab one of the guys in Cleveland, grab one of the guys in Boston. I take the discounts and grab these cores bats. So you know I think the right play is grabbing Porcello as, as ugly as that sounds at seven K on DraftKings and pairing him up with either or Plesak or De Scalfani depending on how you feel about your lineup. Um, if you can make it work with Plesak and Porcello, I think I'd go that route and stack as many of these cores bats and cuz bats as possible. Yeah, Plesak 7,400 on DraftKings. D. Sclafani 6,700, so you can save some money there. Let's uh, let's move to uh, let's move to the next game and get to the night slate, which Jason wants to do to so badly. He hates day baseball. Uh, it's Arizona at Philadelphia. Zach Eflin is back from the DL. He pitches well against Merrill Kelly. And uh, you have maybe some bats here to use from Philadelphia. Uh, Scott Kingery hits really well at Citizens Bank Park. 318 uh, with five home runs, 10 RBIs. Gene Segura hits well at home, 315 uh, with with 26 runs scored at home. Reese Hoskins hitting 289 with nine home runs, 31 RBIs at home. Uh, Cesar Hernandez has 14 RBIs and and uh, 18 runs scored at home. So uh, you know, Kelly's been kind of up and down. I'm okay with running a stack here. Eflin's been pretty good. The advanced numbers point to some regression, but we haven't seen it yet. Yeah, I think these two teams have been, you know, shooting out fireworks in the first two games of the series. I don't think it's much different here. Um, Philly's bats are probably in a, in a better spot. Like you said, Eflin's been... He's been pretty good. You know, he's had a, a complete game mixed in with a couple 30, 40 point games. But, you know, with these lefty bats, depending on the weather is in Philadelphia, if it's hot again, it's a hitter's park. You know, I don't mind any of the lefty bats. I've been riding Dyson all year. His price does not want to go up on FanDuel. So, guys like Dyson, Peralta, um, makes sense. Attack it from the left side. I really want to go too, too righty heavy against him. Um, I can't play Harper. 
He just doesn't do it for me. I'm not spending 4100 but he's due to have a good game, you know, one of these days. So I side with the Philly side, but I wouldn't mind stacking both sides, both sides of this game. All right, then we got Baltimore and Toronto, only a game fantasy players could like, or really can they? Edwin Jackson against David Hess. But you know, neither one of these two offenses are good. Uh, it's hard to run a stack from one team here. Uh, maybe you run a stack from the entire game. Renato Nunez hitting two eighty two with 10 home runs and 20 RBIs at home. Uh, Trey Mancini has six, four, six home runs. 14 RBIs and 19 runs scored at home. But with Dwight Smith on on the DL, uh, you know, maybe the only other guy is maybe you take a chance on Chris Davis. He's only 2,900. And then you got some batters that maybe you like against David Hess a, as well. But the Justin Smokes, 4,800. Uh, Rowdy Talese is uh, 3,500. You know, maybe he can save you some money there. Of course, uh, you know, always Vladimir Guerrero. You know, want to take a shot against him against David Stat. David Hess, so I, I really at least like Guerrero Nunez from this game. Yeah, see, it's really important to check pricing when you're looking at these sites, depending. So a player might be not so great of a play on DraftKings and then be a really good play on FanDuel. Now, these Toronto bats, FanDuel's been begging you to take them. They don't want to raise the prices on these, these Toronto bats, and I don't blame them because, you know, Toronto bats have been pretty terrible all year long. Um, but they're in a spot on Wednesday night against David Hess, where they're projected to score over five runs. And you got Smoke at a deep discount at 3,300. You got Sogar leading off most likely at 2,900. You got Guerrero can barely break 3,100. So you have some bats here that come in at a, at a value. On the flip side of things, Villar comes in at 3,100. So I think you try to pick and choose a couple spots here where you can grab some value because these Toronto Grichik is only 2,900. So you can get a very cheap one through four Toronto stack on FanDuel. I think they're going to come in as a somewhat popular stack because Hess is a gas can. He's been blown up, you know, several times this year. And these Toronto bats, even Guriel, 2,800. So you can pick and choose any one of these Toronto bats, either for value or a full stack, and get them in really cheap and then pair them up with an expensive pitcher. And we have two of them, possibly even three of them, that I like, you know, on Wednesday night. So I think Toronto comes in. Um, you know, a very easy pairing with possibly a Verlander or Soroka that we'll talk about shortly. Interesting construction you're talking about there. To, you know, pair the cheaper bats with the higher price pitcher and something. He, if you're definitely going to roll out multiple lineups, it's it's uh, something I would certainly consider. Let's move on to St. Louis and Miami. It's Miles Mikolas against uh, Jose Urena, and uh, this game to me it's it's kind of a dicey one because. You know, the Marlin bats, you never know what you're going to get Get for cumulatively their last in the league, but we've seen signs of life over the last few weeks. You never know what you're going to get. And Jose Urena is, uh, I don't know if he's really a guy to attack because he, uh, when he plays in away games, but at home games, I think you can certainly stack against him. He's 1-5 and five with a 6-14 ERA at home, which is uh, pretty scary when you when you consider that you know, this is a pitcher's park. So, uh, you know, I think a Cardinal stack is uh, certainly looking to be in order tonight, uh, no matter what, really what the, what the splits are when you consider what his ERA is. At home. See, I'm going to mix signals here. Um, we have, A, we have, I just want to mention, we have Mikolas coming off, you know, a forearm injury, a guy that I'm going to stay away from. I think he's a decent value in a good matchup. 
but this forearm kind of worries me a little bit here. And then I'm seeing an opposing pitcher, uh, Yamamoto. I'm seeing something, you know, with Urena not starting, you know, on Wednesday night. So, you know, we got to double check that. We're doing this podcast very, very early Wednesday morning, late Tuesday night here. So I'm not seeing Urena. I want to circle back and make sure that um, Urena is starting because I'm seeing uh, Yamamoto starting. And to be honest with you, I don't know anything about Jordan Yamamoto. So... Do you, you want see, to you want to avoid a pitcher that you know the Cardinals really haven't seen before in Yamamoto or Urena? I just want to make sure Yamamoto is actually starting here. I don't know much about him, so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna tell the the listeners at this point to to stack against him or to play this guy. I don't even know if he's in the player pool at this point. Uh, I just want to make sure that Urena is not starting because I don't see anything you know in our reporting in our tool section that it is. Uh, arena on Wednesday night here. Okay, so our tool section is showing that. Uh, so would would you stack against Urena if he's starting? St. Louis has been disappointing. Urena's a righty. It's a pitcher's park. Um, no, I would not be stacking against Urena, even though it screams stack. I'm going to stay away. I think there's better spots. I would prefer the bats in Arizona and Philly, and I prefer the bats in Toronto and Baltimore over St. Louis at this point. St. Louis has been dropping in the ranks. I think they were like fifth in MLB team batting uh, early at one point early in the season uh, a few weeks ago. And uh, I, most recently when I looked, they're not even in the top 15 anymore. Yeah, it's, 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 it's a couple guys that are having good seasons and – they're not really stringing together too many great games, you know. So you got Ozuna with 17 home runs that I would like to play, but he's, you know, he's going to be facing a righty, you know, based on if it's Urena or not. Um, he's going back home where he he played. I kind of like him as a one-off possibly, but there this this whole lineup is all righties now outside of Colton Wong and, and Carpenter and um, Fowler in the outfield. You're going to have a lineup full of you know five. Four to five righties and only a couple lefties here. So I like to attack the Cardinals when they're they're facing a lefty and not as much when they're facing a righty. And I and I think they they their balance in their lineup is not there and they're in a pitcher's park. So I'm gonna stay away from both sides here. And due to the fact that, you know, Mikolas is coming off being hit with a line drive in the forearm, you know, I, I'm a little worrisome pitching him, even though he's coming in a nice value in a nice park versus an, uh, a weaker hitting lineup i'm going to stay away as well yeah mlb.com has uh confirmed that uh, jose arena is indeed the starter okay so if it is arena I'm, I'm not playing them and i'm going to stay away from a stack standpoint as well really even with that home era we can we can bet some uh some nuggets on it um i don't say arena has a great game but i don't see the cardinals putting up you know more than six, seven runs. Um, thinking Arena maybe last five innings, let's have three or four runs. Okay, we got Pittsburgh at Atlanta. We have uh, Mitch Keller going against Mike Soroka. Uh, Mitch Keller being called up from the minors from this start. Uh, six earned runs in four innings. Uh, his first major league game last month, but uh, three ten ERA with seventy four Ks and fifty six innings at 54 innings at triple a so he's done well there 
Uh, you know, Atlanta hasn't seen a lot of him. Mike Soroka seems like uh, anytime you throw him out there, no matter what the opposition is, you want to get him in your lineup, and you certainly have to line up like him against Pittsburgh. Uh, I know if on draft kicks, I'm playing there. I'll spend the ten thousand ten thousand nine hundred Soroka, who's just putting up putting up terrific numbers. Yeah, the guy's been you know he's been consistent as a pitcher can be. He's he's lined up to be an all star this year. If you look at his game logs on Fanduel, thirty points or more in every single start, even when he has a an off game and lets up three earned runs, which only happened one time in a random start versus Detroit. Every other game, it's one earned run or, or less. The guy's been top notch. Um, ERA of one point three eight. Guy's been crushing, averaging forty one points a game on Fanduel. The 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 spot here against Pittsburgh, if you can avoid Bell, I think he's probably only coming in under Verlander, and Verlander's going against Milwaukee. So we have some tough choices here, you know, between Soroka versus Pittsburgh in the heat of Atlanta, or you got Verlander versus Milwaukee at home. I might take the discount and grab Soroka, or I'll see if there's a way to grab some other values here. But it's a tough choice. You know, where are you leaning? Do you like Soroka versus Pittsburgh? At home, more than Verlander at home against Milwaukee? Assuming the price was the same and you can grab either one, who do you have, you know, in front? Considering, you know, Verlander's face in the Milwaukee lineup, I'd probably lean towards Soroka. Okay. And that heat, um, that heat in Atlanta doesn't worry you at all, you know. And Verlander, just so you know. I don't think anything worries me with Soroka right now, especially against Pittsburgh. Yeah. But, you know, Verlander, consistent as all hell as well. You know, he's averaging 45 points a game. Yes, it's versus, you know, Milwaukee. Milwaukee's definitely better at home than, you know, on the road. You know, hitting in Millen Park is a little bit better than, you know, in Houston. I don't know. It's a tough call for me. Verlander's been super consistent. If he can just get around Yelich, you know, I don't know. It's a very tough call here. I think they, they're evenly pegged. I'll give the pedigree to Verlander just because – He's been doing it for longer. Obviously, yeah. Yeah, but uh, there's one other pitcher that I – there's actually two other pitchers that I think are interesting that are a little bit cheaper, maybe even three of them that I want to mention. So let's get to the next game, and, you know, we'll, we'll jump into this uh, this Milwaukee-Houston game here. I think Verlander before, comes in. Before we get to that, though, I had uh, – okay, we can get to Milwaukee-Houston. Oh, you want to talk about Atlanta bats? Go for it. Uh, you no, are actually, correct. I, actually – Actually, uh, yeah, the the Atlanta bats. It's uh, you know Keller's pitched well in the minors, but you know I think this this is kind of a a real test for him against against his Braves lineup. Uh, you know, definitely some jet some bats uh, jump out to me uh, right Brady away. Freeman for sure. Yep. Yeah, Freeman Freeman's Freeman's like a like a stone cold lock. Mm-hmm. Uh, just uh, pulling up some stats here. Uh, at home, Austin Riley is also pitting really well. 333 uh, hitting at home. Nick Markakis is hitting 324 at home with uh, 20 RBIs and 22 runs scored. So you can't forget him either. Ozzy Albies has kind of gone cold, but uh, still hitting 307 with seven home runs and 12 RBIs uh, in home games. So, you know, there's a few Atlanta bats that you can use right there. Uh, moving on to Milwaukee and Houston, uh, you have uh, Brandon Woodruff against J- Justin Verlander. 
Uh, both these guys are really good starts. You know, Woodruff has pitched so well, and the the Astros lineup is so depre- depleted that I think you know Woodruff is one of the guys I'm be looking at. I don't know. You know, I I compare everybody when it comes to to prices here. Eighty nine hundred. It's only on seventy six hundred on DraftKings. Yeah, on DraftKings maybe makes some sense on FanDuel at eighty nine hundred. Going against Verlander, you want the win. I don't uh, see him getting the win against Verlander. I think there's a couple guys that you know I'm going to mention coming up that are are in better spots. You know, as far as, as pricing on DraftKings makes some sense, but. You know, it, I could see I like it as better. a GPP I, play because you know, what if Verlander doesn't get enough run support and yeah, Woodruff gets the win? Um, okay, but do you, I know we had this conversation the other day on this pitcher, um, and I'll, I'll mention him now. But if you had Woodruff versus Houston and Verlander, or you had Danny Duffy versus Detroit and Daniel Norris, um, do you like Duffy at the same price as Woodruff? I don't like Duffy at all. You don't like him at all. Versus Detroit. No. So you'd no. rather have Woodruff. I'll make a bet a bet on that one. I think Duffy outscores Woodruff on DraftKings and FanDuel tomorrow. What Danny Duffy have you been watching? Uh, I'm just saying the matchup. I'm, I'm playing the matchup here. I'm playing that, you know, Woodruff's going against been, Houston, Woodruff's even though it's a mediocre, mediocre Houston lineup. I After a, a weaker overall Detroit lineup than, than that, so... I'll make the bet. You know, I got Duffy over Woodruff. We'll see how it plays out on Wednesday night. But I don't hate the Woodruff play, you know, in, in total. But I think um, there's other guys on the slate that I'll, I would take over. Look, wins aren't always the best of a barometer. But, you know, Danny Duffy's so up and down and inconsistent. I'm talking about a guy who's 8-1 and one with a 387 ERA. And you're actually going to throw money behind Danny Duffy against him? Yeah, because I don't think he gets to win tomorrow. You know, Milwaukee's one of the best teams in the league. But... He's not facing a, a a team that he's in line for the win. He's going to be an underdog tomorrow. I think Duffy comes in as a favorite versus Detroit, and I'd rather take my chances. That's that's me. We'll see how it plays out. I'll take my chances with Duffy over over your guy Woodruff. Yeah. Okay. Well, it's risky skating there with a guy like Danny Duffy, but I agree. Yeah. Uh, Norris is value. Nor- yep. Daniel Norris is against Duffy. Uh, you seem like you would want to you would want to maybe stack some Royals here, but a lot of them don't hit hit lefties well. Other other than than Alberto Mondesi, nobody really jumps out at me when I'm looking at these lefty righty splits. Yeah, it looks like you know as scary as it sounds, it looks to be somewhat of a pitcher's duel. You have a, a pitcher's park. You have two lineups that you know they haven't been doing much of anything, you know, over the last couple of weeks, last month even, Detroit's been a team I've been picking on all year long. Kansas City is working their way up, you know, the charts as far as teams that I want to pick on. You know, they're, they're coming in one of probably the lowest scoring totals outside of um, maybe Milwaukee versus Verlander or Pittsburgh versus Soroka. So that's why I'm thinking there, there's a way to attack these Detroit bats for Duffy. If you want to go dumpster diving, and you want to grab some value, I think Duffy makes some sense. I like, you know, certain guys above him that we haven't spoke about yet that if you have the extra 1000 or $2,000, I'd rather have Lucchese or Berrios or Soroka or Verlander. But I think if you're dropping all the way down, I think Duffy makes a little bit more sense to Mikolas just for the simple fact that, you know, Mikolas is coming off the injury. 
And like you said, Woodruff is right there. I think if, if you got to go, it's between these guys here. So I wouldn't stack KC or Detroit. I wouldn't play Norris, even though he's cheap um, on DraftKings as well. I'm staying away from this game. If I, if I have to take a chance and I'm pushing to a corner, I really love my lineup and Duffy's the only guy who works. You know, I'll really take a, a hard look at either Duffy or Mikolas in, the, in these two games. I am not recommending Danny Duffy at his 468 ERA to anyone. Yeah, we're, we're hoping he gets you 15 to 20 points on DraftKings, you know, to hit value. Yeah, watch Jacoby go Jones hit two homers. If All that right. happens, Scott, um, your kiss tickets are, are in the mail. Okay. Jacoby Jones hits two go. home runs on Danny Duffy. Your, your two kiss tickets are in the mail. Oh, good. Yeah, Barkley Center. Okay, uh, let's move on here. <laughs> Seattle's in Minnesota. Tommy Malone is an obvious stack candidate to a lot of people. Jose Barrios uh, is facing a Seattle lineup that, uh, you know, is overall ranked. Uh, I'm sorry, overall ranked, uh, you know, pretty, pretty. Well, this. I'm sorry, The minute, this looks like an offensive game at first glance, but then you got Barrios pitching. Uh, and Malone seems like an obvious stack against candidate. Yeah, I think Minnesota quietly has been one of the best offensive teams we've seen in a while here. And I think you want to get exposure to these twins in the late slate as much as possible. They've been consistent all year. I love when they, they're facing uh, a weak, soft-throwing lefty. You can get guys like Crone and Cruz. Um, I don't mind attacking some lefty bats mixed in as well. So, no, um, anybody in this lineup is going to be playable. Shoop's going to be player. Crone's going to be, uh, you know, playable. They're a little bit expensive, so you're going to have to, you know, find some value elsewhere. But Minnesota comes in as a clear number one stack. And you know, I was on the podcast on the podcast yesterday with Mark, and Mark was telling me, you know, from a ballpark perspective, the ball flies out to left. So, you know, these, these righty bats versus lefties makes a lot of sense. So, Sano, Shoup, Polanco, Cruz, Crone, any way you want to look at it here, I w- I'd be safe grabbing this as a full stack. Minnesota's going to be coming in with one of the highest totals. And on the backside of things, I like Barrios a lot, too. You know, whether you're playing on FanDuel or DraftKings, he could end up, you know, due to the fact that Soroka's pitching in some heat and Verlander's versus Milwaukee, I wouldn't be shocked if Barrios ends up as the number one starter, even though he's the, the cheaper of the three. I think it's very tight between the three of them. You know, I can see all three of them doing good, and I, I couldn't tell you right now that I like one you know, greatly over the other. So I think the best idea is to split your exposure, depending on the site, whichever one makes more sense with your lineup as far as pricing goes. You go with that one because they all have similar upside and similar matchups. And, you know... If you can avoid Verlander, Barrios on, on FanDuel coming in at a $1,500 discount of Verlander, that might give me enough reason to go ahead and get him. And then you got Lucchese, too, uh, that we're going to speak about that's severely underpriced on FanDuel, too. So a lot of different options here. To, you know, It really depends on how you roll out your lineup. But I like Barrios, and I like these Minnesota bats, but I'm not really playing any, twi- any uh, Mariners or Malone. Jonathan Scope is uh, 3900 on DraftKings, so that, that's a good call right there. And, uh, you know, then you look at some Minnesota bats against lefties. Mitch Garver is hitting 406 
versus lefties with two home runs and seven RBIs. CJ Crone's hitting 365 with six home runs and 18 RBIs against lefties. Then you have Byron Buxton hitting 362 with 11 RBIs and seven and uh, 14 runs scored against against lefties. Uh, a lot of the the Twins, uh, a lot of the great individual stats against lefties. San Diego against San Francisco. Uh, Joey Lucchese against Sean Anderson is what I have listed. Uh, yep. You def- definitely got to have Lucchese uh, strongly considered here. Uh, for 9,600 against San Francisco. Uh, do you attack Shane Anderson, Sean Anderson at all? No, I don't. And I think depending on the site. So on FanDuel, Lucchese's way too cheap. He's 7,900. He's got a great matchup on the board, playing in a pitcher's park. On DraftKings, he's a little bit more expensive. So I think on FanDuel, you take your shots at Lucchese, you know, lineups where you want to get these power bats and – you know, you really want to stack the, the specific teams that you're really, you know, looking to target. And then on, on FanDuel, I mean, on DraftKings, Sean Anderson, um, 6,600. It's a nice value. I think he kind of ends up falling somewhere in that Duffy, Mikolas, Woodruff area. You know, this Houston team, you know, put up a ton of runs against Milwaukee. So I still get worried about them a little bit. Sean Anderson, San Diego, doesn't really have much power. They haven't really been doing much. San Francisco's a pitcher's park. And Anderson, you know, I haven't seen him pitch live. I'll, I'll be honest here. I'm looking at game logs, though. And based off game logs, he lasted five innings in all his starts. He went to six and seven innings and two starts on the road in his last two starts. So it looks like he's, you know, building his confidence here. If he can get me, you know, 15, 20 DraftKings points, I wouldn't play him on FanDuel. I think on FanDuel... On a one-pitcher site, there's no reason to play him when Lucchese is only $1,400 more expensive. But on DraftKings now, when it's a two-pitcher site and you need some value, at 6600 I think he makes some sense here. So I don't really like any of the bats here. You know, like I said, DraftKings, I don't mind playing Anderson. On DraftKings, Lucchese, I think, is a little bit too expensive. And then on FanDuel, Lucchese is your best value on the board, way too cheap. Um, even though he had a couple rough starts here, he's way too cheap on FanDuel. All right, uh, use Sean Anderson. Whatever you do, though, don't use Danny Duffy. At least that's the way I feel. So that's it. That wraps up the slate for uh, for, for today, Wednesday, June 12, 2019. Make sure you check out all the great content on Win Daily, including uh, columns from myself and uh, professional wrestler and DFS player Matt Stryker, uh, DFS pro uh, uh, Jaguar Lou. And uh, don't forget to check out our, our new uh, our new premium product as well. Go Premium Gold and get in our Slack channel and check out all our great tools. I'm Scott Engel for Jason Mizrahi, and we'll see you tomorrow.